Welcome to the Semi-Retired Agent Podcast. Have you ever thought about what's next? You sold your first home, then you sold 10 homes, and eventually 100 homes. Now you're selling 25 homes or more every year. Great! So, what's next? This was the exact question I asked myself three years ago. And when I thought about it, I realized what I really wanted was to leave a legacy. And the cold hard truth was, I wasn't going to be able to do that just by selling more homes. I needed to find a way to build others and their businesses if I was really going to make a difference. Investing in them and investing in myself, using the power of leverage to impact agents and their families. I've made it my mission to continue to impact more than 200 agents and their families, helping them live the semi-retired life. My name is Brandon DeBeer, and you're listening to the Semi-Retired Agent Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Semi-Retired Agent Podcast. I am your host, Brandon DeBeer. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and sharing your time with me today. I'm super excited, uh, going to be bringing our very first guest on this particular podcast, uh, Liam Swords. He's from Ontario, Canada. Uh, he is a former independent broker, and we're going to get an idea of what it was like, his experience um, from where where he began as a 15-year-old landscape artist, <laughs> if, if that's if that's what you, what you want to call it, or, or what uh, basically where he came from there to where he is at now today. Liam, great to have you on. How's it going today? Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Brandon, for, uh, for teeing this up, and uh, glad we have some time to uh, to share share my experience and uh, answer any questions. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I kind of gave you a, a brief introduction of, you know, kind of the cliff's notes of, of where you where you began and, and now we're, we're here where you're at. Can you give us just fill us in a little bit more on on kind of uh, your journey to where you are today? Yeah, yeah. So I got into real estate back when I was twenty twenty one, And uh, as you mentioned, uh, I was in the landscaping business going through high school and university in uh, in Ottawa, Canada. And uh, one of my landscaping clients, they were looking at selling their property and I'd been looking after her her lawn for, I guess, about six or seven years. And uh, she said, you know, Liam, I'm at that age, I'm moving into a retirement home and I got to sell my property. And I was, I was young, right? I was 20 years old and finishing up my my economics degree at, at university. And I thought, you know, maybe it, maybe I should buy her property. Like, I wonder how that would look. So I chatted with her. her uh, I thought, you know, how much is it going to cost? And, you know, can we put a deal together? And long story short, my dad, um, he's bought his whole property and uh, he came into the mix and we uh, established a price, talked to a mortgage broker and got a mortgage. He co-signed for me being, being so young in that. And then started to fix up the property, actually turned it into a bit of a kind of a rooming house in a way. I just rented out rooms to friends and uh, I thought that was neat. And, you know, I was finishing up, you know, landscaping and going to, to university, finishing my BCom degree. And I thought this real estate gig's kind of neat. What if I just, become a realtor and then I can get all the deals before everyone else. That was my, my mindset. And uh, that's really what pushed me into real estate is buying my first property. Um, and then, you know, being excited about the journey and thinking, Hey, why don't I just get my license? What I've figured out and, and most of us as agents realize is by the time the property gets to our hands, they've already been filtered through everyone else. But uh, I've had a blast 18 years in the business now. Um, so really enjoyed uh, the growth uh, with starting with a big box uh, company in, uh, in Ottawa. I was there for about uh, 10, 11 years, learned everything I could. Um, wonderful company, um, but I'm just, I'm just really entrepreneurial. So after about 11 years with this larger company, I knew it was time to spread my wings. So I bought a small boutique brokerage. Um, in Ottawa and started to build that. So over the last six years, I've been running my boutique brokerage. And, uh, and then, yeah, you know, the, the opportunity presented itself with, uh, with EXP. And it was something that, that really intrigued me. And uh, I needed to learn more about it. And here we are today. No, that's, that's awesome. I, I love it. it. It's always kind of funny. I think of the, um, you know, how, how people get into real estate and every person I talked to, I mean, I've never met anybody like we didn't have shows growing up, you know, there were like million dollar listing and all that stuff where, you know, flip this house and all that. So, I mean, 
growing up, I, I mean, I don't, I haven't met one person that said when they were growing up, they wanted to be a real estate agent, unless it was the family business that they were, they were getting into. Um, so that's, that's pretty awesome for you to have such an entrepreneurial spirit and get into it like 20 years old and already going, well, Hey, those, if I just have roommates, they'll help me pay this thing down. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's an incredible mindset and also being at a spot where you, you learn. And I think that a lot, <clears throat> I, I personally believe that the, that the life cycle is basically two types of life cycles for the real estate agent. You kind of, you get in as a new agent, maybe you, you join, you get a team or you have a mentor, then you kind of go solo for a while. Then you get into the spot where maybe you become, you know, a trainer or a team leader. Uh, then you get to the kind of the spot where you're like, okay, well, what's next? You know, I've, I've sold a bunch of homes. Where am I at? Do I continue just selling homes? Do I become an independent broker? Do I become a franchise owner? Do I decide to do property management to add something else to the mix? Um, and it, it sounds like you kind of got to that spot, you got the itch, and then 11 years later, after 11 years, you, you got the you got that itch, and then you got into the small small boutique brokerage. What did you think when you when you got in? What were your expectations when you started that your first you know your your own independent brokerage? Yeah, um, you know, I had big dreams, big goals. I still do, um, and uh, the vision behind opening up my own brokerage um, was really fundamentally about how I could build wealth. Mm -hmm. um, the evolution of the realtor is, you know, you join, you learn as much as you can. Um, and then you realize that in this business, really you list to last. So you start to spend more time with sellers. Um, you know, on average, it's six hours working with the seller, 36 hours working with the buyers. You start to devote more of your time working with sellers, less with buyers. Um, and then you start to refer leads out and, and understand how leverage works. So then you start to build a team. And, and that's what that's what I did, right? I started on my own, uh, had an admin shortly after. Then I got one buyer agent, a second buyer agent, a third buyer agent. So I built a team of seven um, over that 10-year 10 to 11 year period with that large um, corporate umbrella here in, uh, in Ottawa. And then the evolution to that was starting my own brokerage or buying a boutique brokerage. And a lot of that came from the ability to create more wealth um, in, uh, in, in, in Ottawa, Canada here. From a, a tax perspective, you, you're a sole proprietor. So there wasn't the ability to have an incorporated company. So um, we were doing a lot of volume and it was important for me back to my days of why I got into real estate was building wealth. Um, I, I knew there was a better way and I had learned everything I could to be a real estate professional. It was time to become a real estate leadership professional. And that's why I built the brokerage. That's why I, I decided to take that leap. So the vision was Brandon to build a big, you know, we, uh, um, really funny story that the brokerage name is called Plum Realty. And uh, people say, you know, how'd you come up with Plum? Are you obsessed with fruit? And I said, well, <laughs> kind of in a way. Um, I grew up on an apple orchard and uh, I like depth. I like meaning. So when we were looking at finding a name, we thought, you know, uh, you know I was doing this whiteboarding session. I was at the front and the staff was around. And I said, guys, you know, I have the name. And uh, they're like, okay, Liam, what is it? And I start writing it out. A-P-P-L-E. They're like, Apple? Are you well? Like, you want to call a company? I'm like, no, no, yeah, of course. Like, what's wrong? Like, I grew up selling apples. I was five years old. My first sale of life was selling apples. Now, my dad was there, but um, yeah. so I was like, wow, like, you know, being able to convince another human being of something, that's the whole position of a sale, right? Influence. Mm -hmm. So they're like, no, we can't name it Apple, obvious reasons. I said, what about Macintosh? They're like, no. <laughs> Someone said, well, why don't we call it, you know, Plum, like you want to build something big, you want to build something nationally. Purple was not a dominant color in Canada for the brand, right? Not blue, not red, not yellow, not gold. There's no purple uh, brand uh, nationally. So, you know, how big did I want to build? I want to build across across the country. Now, you're in in, uh, in Las Vegas. I'm in Canada. Never thought I'd be in a in a working relationship um, and having the ability to work with. Uh, you know, across border. I, I thought we were just going to build across Canada. Now with this opportunity, yeah, there's a, it's brokerage without borders. Yeah. Awesome. No, I, I and that was actually going to be a question that I, I was going to get to is asking if, if you, when you started building your team, if you had any, um, you know, any um, ideas of, of 
going, you know, uh, internationally, nationally, you know, internationally, you know, all over. And, uh, and you're right, you know, there's definitely a, an opportunity there, uh, where to, you know, people have, have the ability to build something not quite like before. Um, and so that's, that's kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to come back a little bit, uh, as you're talking about the naming of your company and what you're doing, you're saying that you're looking for depth. Uh, there's a spot on your website that kind of goes through the, the DNA of, you know, the DNA of, of Plum Realty, uh, you know, you have innovation, advocacy, uh, collaboration, like where, how, how come those became so important to you? Yeah, I guess it's the dynamic of, of working with the type of clientele that, that really um, we can align with, you know, there's, there, there's different personalities out there. There's, um, you know, uh, there's the Myers Briggs. There's there's DISC. There's ton, you know, four personalities in general, right, out there. But uh, you know, we really want to align best with the clients we work with. You know, and um, it's never been about I. It's always been about team. Um, like when I I left the the large brokerage that I was at um, to start my own, I was questioned a lot, like why are you not calling it Liam Swords Realty? You know, I, I'm doing radio ads, I had a moving truck, like my, like my name was well recognized and it's because I paid marketing dollars. I, I understand and appreciate you have to spend money to, to grow a brand. Um, but I never wanted to have my name on the sign um, of the brokerage. I wanted to build something bigger than me. I wanted to build a legacy, something that um, I was proud to, to see back to like my landscaping days, Brand. Like I miss seeing the interlocking I did or the retaining wall of the tree I planted, the grass I striped, like sounds weird. I'm a hick. It's truth. You know, like I miss those things. Um, so, you know, my vision is I want to build something big. I want to build something that, that I'm proud of. Um, I want to like, we got one spin around this rock, like let's have some fun. Um, and that was always something that that was important to me was, um, aligning with like-minded individuals that that wanted to pioneer and uh and trailblaze and um you know learning the basics from uh from you know i, I keep coming back to this this great company in ottawa like, it was awesome you know learned everything i could and uh it, it was an opportunity that i knew i had to take spreading my wigs and and going out and and doing my own boutique brokerage did that for six plus years um, was it, was it the best thing ever? It was great learning. Um, do I regret it? No. Am I a better person, business person today? Yes. Um, when, when the opportunity was presented to myself for the next stage of the evolution of my real estate career, it was an absolute no brainer. You know, like I'm, I'm 38. I've been in the business 18 years. Um, where do I want to plant my flag for the next 18 years? I know exactly where I'm planting it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been, it's been a fun journey and I think I can be on this call with such confidence just because I've been through a lot, you know, I've, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've had a lot of questions. I I've, I've, uh, had some really cool wins and, and I I've had some really cool moments to learn and, uh, you know, starting as a solo agent, hiring my first admin, building a team, building a brokerage, you know, like gave it my all for six years and, uh, you know, we're, we're in a time right now and this is being recorded. We're all in a pandemic COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I really had to look at the big picture of where we were headed as an industry and where the brokerage was headed. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it, there's a little bit for, for everyone. Um, but keeping the current, uh, brokerage of how we had it set up with the bricks and mortar, um, was just, you know, a lot of risk there. And, uh, opportunity that uh that was available with the ability to continue the leadership path that i'm on be able to help mentor and influence other entrepreneurs to achieve their goals was uh you know right in line with with where i want to be that's awesome that's awesome so i i wanted a couple things that uh that you that you brought up there that made me kind of um you know get kind of excited a little bit was one was that you know, I, I know that you said that you kind of first got into wanting to, um, you know, start your own brokerage from a wealth standpoint. 
Um, I, I, I firmly believe that most people that, that do go off and, and start their own brokerage, it's not just about a way there. Obviously the wealth is there. I mean, that's whatever business you're starting, you're, you're trying to build that wealth. Um, but also, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's, there's a level of, I can take people with me and get them to do something that they maybe not be able to do themselves or not even believe that they can do at all. And you bring them in. And now, you know, like you said, you don't want your name on the sign. It, that's that, that it wasn't about you at that point. The, the legacy that you're leaving is for the, is not what you accomplish, but what those accomplish because of you, like, you know, and so with that, with that being said, was that a motivator for you as well as, as just the wealth aspect of, of starting your own brokerage? Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of the type A personality, you know, like kind of moving fast and, and checkboxing areas of life. And, and, uh, you know, when we just take a deep dive on, on what the evolution of, of the realtor and then building the team and then, you know, building the brokerage and then getting out of the actual day-to-day sales and, you know, being able to use your own experiences to help, you know, move others to, to a level that they have in mind, but they're not sure if they can actually achieve. So um, being a part of that is, is pretty exciting, you know, being able to, uh, be available. And if there's a, an intention and a, a willingness to, to take it to the next level, I'm all in, like, let's do it. Like <laughs> nothing holds us back. It, it's, it's usually just math. We have to put against where you want to be. And, and if you're consistent and deliberate with your efforts, it, it's quite likely you'll hit it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love it. And the other thing that, that you, you, uh, kind of, kind of touch on it made me think about when you said, so you, you went out, so it wasn't necessarily about being on your own, but you, but you doing something and putting yourself into, uh, you said the reader, reader, real estate leader professional, you went from Correct. a real estate professional to the, the leader professional. Um, and you went out, you did it on your own for a while and where a lot of people get kind of ego in the way, it seems like you don't have much ego to the point where, you know, you, you partnered with a company that didn't necessarily mean that you were doing it all on your own. You said, Hey, this makes sense. I'm going to leverage that with what I'm doing and it can be that much better. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just, it got to a point that, um, you know, I, I felt I could really offer, um, you know, the skill set I've had over the years of, of selling, buying and selling real estate with buyers and sellers, and then uh, working directly with the team. I thought there was an opportunity that I could, use my skill set in a way that wasn't actively just out in the field with the buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was a big change, right? Cause I I'm used to 60, 70 hour weeks and driving all over the city and, and opening doors and writing offers and irrevocability and amendments and um, all of those things. So it was a shift. Uh, one I was certainly looking forward to because of the drain, like I, I was working long and hard over those 10, 11 years. Um, so you get into running your own brokerage, which, uh, you know, a lot of people do, a lot of people try, um, but once you're in it, uh, after a while, you kind of reevaluate and, uh, you assess, you know, what were the reasons why you did it and is, are the reasons why you got into it? What is the data showing? Is it actually in line with what the expectations were? You know, we hear that. That's saying, are you inspecting what you expect? And um, what I was coming to realize is there was, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of work going into running the brokerage and at a certain size, um, it becomes difficult. You know, it becomes, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of pressure, um, a, a lot of uh, managerial aspects. And I think the challenge that a lot of, people that are successful building teams um, and, and doing well buying and selling real estate, there's that uh, you know version of, of starting your own and you do it, but there's a really big difference between being a top real estate professional and a top real estate broker. That's an operator role. And very few top producing agents have the DNA to operate a brokerage. Mm. Now, top agents, like we're chameleon like, we can kind of get into it and and make it work. But over time, the level of happiness that likely most brokerage owners have coming outside of being very successful realtors, 
their level of happiness, probably Brandon, you know, I would say is quite low. Now, yes. few of them will actually be able to um, come to terms with that because, you know, we're all confident individuals. But um, that's what I noticed is over time, I was developing this mask that I was wearing um, in that I was happy. I wasn't, you know, buying and selling and, and working those ridiculous hours just because I'd done it so long. I, I kind of felt I've mastered it. So I moved on to this side, but I wasn't seeing the the highs like I was when I was selling. So I was in this this path where I was really struggling and uh, didn't really know what the next step was. I, I had this, this brokerage going and, um, you know, COVID hits and it's like, you know, where are we going to go with this? Again, 18 years in, where are we going to plant our flag for the next 18 years? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the, you really, you made an excellent point there. And, and one that I think I didn't even connect it, but it's, are you a basketball fan? at all do you watch basketball yeah. at all yeah. in canada we don't have much we have the raptors but yeah, yeah. well um call it do, do you know who tyler hansborough is yes um yeah. so so do you know who the the number one um scorer for north carolina university of north carolina is okay the point scorer okay so michael jordan went there so most people would say it was michael jordan right okay. um yeah. and you go oh well no it's tyler hansborough well, Tyler Hansborough got had his cup of coffee in the league. I mean, he played for a couple of years. Um, I don't he may be playing somewhere. I don't know. I don't follow it as much anymore. But I always used like him and Tim Tebow. Most everyone knows who Tim Tebow is, right? Um, but those were top athletes at the collegiate level. Yes. But at their position, they were not even just their position as top players in the in the collegiate level. And, okay. my, and my point is, is that just because you're selling a bunch of homes, just because you're a top collegiate athlete doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to step into the broker role. Same as you getting into a professional, that doesn't mean it doesn't translate your abilities that you're the top of here don't necessarily translate just because they're in the same industry or same field. And bringing that up is I thought that was a, a brilliant point. Um, because that is like the, our, our thought is that that's our own, that's our only next move. Do I become a broker? Or do I do property management? Right. I had, I had zero interest in doing either. <laughs> so then now where do I go? Do I just leave the industry? Yeah. You know, what, what is it? And you know, now that there's a, there's an option out there, um, you know, with companies like eXp that you can still do what you're doing and, and build a business and, you know, almost act as a, a broker would from the, the wealth standpoint of it and be able to impact, you know, hundreds, even thousands of lives that you never would have been able to do um, as you're being, you know, locally and sourcing your agents locally. And on that point, Brent, like um, when you're building a brokerage, there, there's really two aspects. One is the attraction side and, you know, recruiting agents into your boutique brokerage, which is what I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, growing the brokerage, just like getting buyers and sellers. When you're running a brokerage, you're, you're attracting agents in. Um, the second aspect of running the brokerage is all of the uh, compliance and regulatory activities. As a top real estate agent, we like the the growth side because those, those are the those are the hits, those are the sale, those are the, the shake and bake, let's dance, let's talk, let's go. That's the side we all like. The side that's difficult for us top producers once we get on the brokerage brokerage ownership side and leadership side is all of the compliance and regulatory activities because frankly, we've probably never been doing any of that because we've always had someone supporting us in a leveraged role but running a brokerage you're under the magnifying glass like the buck stops there that is your responsibility and we own it and we did it and that's part of it but you're wearing a mask and you know i think this this uh this interview is great hopefully that i can impress upon anyone out there that is considering you know they're at that level that They've, they've been a solo agent. They have an admin and buyer agent. They grow the team. It's like, okay, let's pop. Let's start our own. Let's go out. Go for it if you want. However, just some perspective, you know, something to consider. Um, six years doing it and all in and, and not wanting to give up on anything, but being a, a business person that's astute enough to know when the writing's on the wall for an opportunity, you got to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anyone out there that, that's in that position, that they're they're ready to to go guns a blazing and starting their own brokerage um, lean into what this opportunity might look like another side of that is the um, attrition and retention 
right? Um, and if I just slow it down a bit, like with a team, you build a team, you're at a brokerage, doesn't matter which one, naturally you're pulling in agents that are probably either just getting in the business or need a bit more assistance. So you give them leads and you get them going, you nurture them. Naturally, they're going to spread their wings and probably go out on their own and start their own. And most team leaders are happy about that, right? Like glasses half full, paying it forward, it's time for you to go on. But there's a certain portion where it's like, you know, we just trained you, you know, we got everything going and then, and then they just fly the coop and, uh, but they stay at the brokerage, but they don't stay at the team. Yeah. Right. So in terms of a monetization, that's gone. Now that concept is the same when you're running a brokerage, right? You, you work so hard, you, you know, you bring agents in, you, you share with them your value proposition, um, how are you going to be there? They come in and then we understand agents come and go, there's brokerage bouncers and stuff. So then they move on. And as a team leader, when you have buyer agents, you're still actively selling. When you're a brokerage owner, you're probably not actively selling. So you're really hedging your bet on your roster of agents, right? Mm -hmm. So what's exciting about the opportunity that, that's presented at EXP is once agents see the, the model and it's not for everyone, um, it just, it comes down to the timing. And if timing's right, it makes sense. But agents that, that really lean in and, and do their due diligence and join, when they join, the likelihood that they would move on is quite slim. And I can say that with confidence, Brandon, because there's no other brokerage, in my opinion, that has so many aspects that the longer you're within the company, the more wealth you can build, right? I know we're not on this call to, you know, to dive into all of the, the value prop that, that's offered, but yeah. like just to share high level, the, the, the likelihood that someone is going to just fly coop and move on from the brokerage um, is quite slim because they're going to be giving up so much and there's so much offered. It's, mm -hmm. you know, three, four, five X, any other brokerage, in my opinion. Um, so that's, I think, a really important uh, uh, point for those considering possibly exploring their own brokerage route is the ability to attract in really good talent and have them stay and yeah. not have attrition like every other brokerage. And, you know, the retention is, is tough sometimes. So the anchoring aspect in a positive way, you know, people may think anchor like, oh, that's a way to this holding me down. I, I think it's just a positive in that you come in the company, you don't want to leave. Yeah. You know, the growth of the company, the, the services, the KV core website, like the leads, everything, you know, the relationships, the team building, it's, I don't know, it's, it's yeah, well, and, and all the, all those things that, that you would have had to provide on your own as an independent broker, you can now provide it to your team. There's, there's no more of, um, Hey, what, what am I going to train on this week? It's already being yep. done. Like, you know, or not even this week. I, I've talked to people that are like, oh yeah, we do our, we do a training once a month. You know, and, and, you know, we have trainings multiple times, multiple times a day. Um, and it, the, one of the, the points I wanted to, to come back to a little bit, uh, and, and if you can offer any other of the things that, that weren't really what you had expected um, as being an uh, independent broker. But one of the things that I find very tough as mm -hmm. I looked into and the more, more independent brokers that I talked to, it, it becomes more, I've never been an independent broker. So I just want to put this out here. This is my perception of, of what's happening. Um, is that you, as you're talking about attrition and, and retention and people leaving you because the, and it's because of the work that you've done to get them so well, most of them, some might be leaving because they're not doing anything. They're not plugging in They're They're just out. It wouldn't matter what you did. They're leaving. Others are getting, are, are doing so well from what you taught them. And then you invest all this time in them and then they go, well, now I know how to do this. Why do I pay a split for it? I can just go do it on my own. Now they've left. So at some point, biz, the business mind takes over because we talked about, you know, you got into it for wealth, but also to help other people. I think there's kind of a contradiction there. How can you continue to help people to their, to the best of your ability and really get the most out of them and, and best for them with the idea that they'll leave, which would cost you money. So I feel like there's gotta be some like, you know, limitations on what you can actually offer people. Like you, you would possibly end up at a point where you're like, I'm gonna go give my knowledge to everybody. This is amazing. And then you go, well, if I teach them that they're just going to go. And then now they're just good enough, but not quite too good to, to leave. And I find, you know, that's kind of like, uh, 
you know, doing a dual agency, you know, representing both buyer and seller on the same house, how, how can you really get what's best for both of them at the same time? We try to justify it. Um, and sometimes there's certain cases where it does work out well, but did you ever have that feeling that you were like, I, I don't know if, if what I can offer is as good as where they, they can go? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, you know, you're right. hundred percent, Brent. Like I, I totally buy into the, the <laughs> comment that you're saying, like that, that mindset, like it, it's, it's contradictory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we're almost just playing defense. Like, you know, we, we just want to keep you close. We don't want to give you too much. And we don't really like, we want you to, to live your life and, and have your goals and set up shop and support your family and do what's important, but like, don't really want to give you too much. Um, but why not play offense? Like, Hey, do you think it's time to go on your own? Like, do you think it's time to build your own team? Like you've been crushing it, man. Like let, how, yeah. how do we, like, where do we see you in three years? How do we help you get there? Instead of being like, how are we doing? Okay. You know, like it just, it's all in, like, it's just an abundance mindset instead Mm -hmm. of scarcity. And, uh, but you know, there's also the component of, you know, we got, we got to think of what's in it for us, right? Like we're, Mm -hmm. we're bringing people in, we're, we're building them up within the team or we're building up within the brokerage. Um, and then they leave and then that's gone. Right. So being able to have this abundance mindset, um, and play offense and really work towards where these agents want to go. Like, where do you see yourself in three years? How can we help you get there instead of maybe not even having that discussion? Cause you don't want to know in a way because yeah. they, you're all-star buyer agent or your all-star lead agent on your brokerage. You don't really want them to then go out and open their own or start their own team or that. So, um, you know, having a, a platform that can align with one's core values of, you know, type A personality, um, all in it, personal growth. Like that's what I live by. You know, I, I think you probably do the same. And so being able to partner up with um, a brokerage and a model that allows that, and it's not like learned, like it's just straight up. This yeah. is what we got going on. And wherever you want to go, we can help you get there. And we can win as well. It's not a, a win-lose or a lose-win. It's a complete win-win. Yeah. Which few, no other company offers that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, when I look and, and see when I, cause I, I found the company when I was in that, that transition mode of where, where I was, I was top producer at, at my boutique brokerage. I was like, all right, getting a hundred percent. Um, but I was like, okay, what's, what's next. And yeah. as I was looking into my different options, um, that's when this opportunity popped, you know, popped up and, and I looked at it and I just said, this just seemed that what, like, why re why recreate this when I can essentially partner with it? You know, totally. um, it, it's, it's almost like adding your business. If you were going to be like an affiliate for, you know, um, Amazon or something like, totally. I don't, I hear, I'm, I'm, I have this mom and pop business that's running. Well, why don't I, why don't I start distributing on, on Amazon platform? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's amazing what's available. And it's it, one of these things I, I love talking um, to people, especially yourself that have the experience of, you know, of that. Cause that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to be like, how am I, I want to leave a legacy. I mean, the first chapter of my book is what made me want to leave a legacy. And yeah. I just knew selling more homes wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get like the warm and fun, like the honeymoon phase, you know, when it's like, Oh, Hey, how's the house? Love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Like from the, you know, the, the buyers, you know, they get all excited. They love it. And then you go, Call them back in three months. Hey, you know, how, how's it going? Uh, it's all right. We had to replace the shower head. And then now, now it's your fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but at this, this aspect, I mean, I have people sending me photos from Maui. I have, I have people saying, you know, that my, my kids braces were paid for because of, of just understanding that j- just being, Oh, this is the model. It, it doesn't mean, Hey, everyone, you know, I call it semi-retired. That doesn't mean you don't do anything. It just sure. means you get to be a little bit more on purpose with, with your, your activities and, and, you know, with your, your energy. Um, but you yeah. know, the idea is, is like I said, when people tell me that they, oh, I, I my car payment. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Perfect. Let's keep building. Like that's the, yeah. that's the excitement about it. Um, or did you, were you about to say something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just going to, you know, expand on that. Like it's not this machine of just, you got to change what you do. Like, mm-hmm. My belief is good people attract good people. And it's not becoming 
you know, a, a recruiter or selling it or, or that it's just when you're happy, when life's good, there, there's a spirit that, that is, is kind of radiated out. Right. And, and people pick up on it and they're like, Brandon, what's going on, man? Like, why is life so great? Or, Hey, Liam, what, what's shaking? Like, what do you got going on? And you're like, sweet man. It's this, this model, um, you know, been in it for a while. Um, obviously explore what's available and it's, it's really got some components that no other company can match. Um, you know, there's a lot of noise out there and, and it's a, a, a beast of a model to, to understand at first glance and you can get buried on YouTube or Google best thing to do it is, is just align with, with someone who is, who is, uh, you know, enjoying, uh, you know, what this path is taking and they can walk you through it. Like that is the absolute best way. It's not, this is a relationship based business. Uh, any realtor will tell you that's successful. Their business is like 90% repeat and referral based on relationships, growing your team brokerages, without borders is relationships mm -hmm. just having a conversation and it's not selling anything. It's you're excited about it because you want to help your friends in the industry at other companies, just be introduced to it. And yeah. you don't have to sell anything. It's just, you just share the model. Like there's enough people that are going to be excited about it. And mm -hmm. at least you're just planting a seed. Like that's how I've, I've taken the, the position that, Hey, I, I just want to reach out and, and share with you what we got going on and yeah. get your thoughts. Cause it's, it's certainly something that, uh, you know, gets you off the treadmill, you know, in real estate, you either have a pile of money and you have no time <laughs> or you have tons of time and no money. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone that really has that balance figured out. Um, what EXP offers is it gives you an opportunity to level up a bit. Mm -hmm. um, one of our core values at the company, right, is fun. And, you know, it may sound a little kumbaya and all that yeah. stuff. I firmly believe that. Like, it is a stressful job, especially when you're type A personality and you're making all this money and January 1st comes and boom, you're back at zero. And in Canada, you know, we have CRA and uh, that's, you know, where we pay our taxes and you pay your taxes based upon the year you did before and your Q1 installment, you have to pay all this money and you're dipping into an LOC to pay for that. And, yeah. and it's stressful. And every year you hit it, but yeah. I probably wouldn't have the receders I have now <laughs> if there was something like this earlier, you know? So yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it, can't say enough about it. It's, uh, it's really something that uh, deserves the attention to, to lean in and, and see how it makes sense. And what I've said to some is, you know, let's just explore what five years might look like. So this is where you are today. You stay in your current brokerage, five years today, where would you be? And then let's just do some projections and assumptions at EXP, where would you be? And it, when you can actually put some math against, um, the program and the, uh, the growth opportunity, it almost doesn't even seem real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been, been in a couple of those where I'm just like, I can't look anymore because this is just, this is crazy. Um, I will say though, that I, I am in a different place mentally than I was over three years ago when okay. I was introduced. Um, I was in, I think that we, we subscribe to hustle, like hustle, hustle, like it, like we, we put such a value on hustle. Um, yeah. when we should probably putting a little bit more on efficiency and it's just like smile and dial, do this, like bug the crap out of people and eventually you'll get one. And, and that's, um, you know, I, I haven't had to subscribe to that by this partnership. Um, but certain things like I, I've gotten more into like just being around other people that are of that entrepreneurial mindset that is not just, um, selling real estate. I, I've refused to learn skills that only benefit me in, in the real estate world. It, okay. it, it has to do multiple things like podcasting. Yeah. For instance, I learned yeah. how to podcast. Um, yeah. and I did it with the intent that I could use it for real estate, but I could also use it for, for other things. I have a, a one podcast, 271 episodes. It is not necessarily about real estate. It documents my journey yeah. of, of, of this, this me trying to build an international team. Um, yeah. and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it every once in a while, but it's not me talking about, you know, Hey, call me so we can buy or sell. Sure. Um, but it's something that can transcend. It's something that I was able to give back 
during like that skill, I went out and I, I offered 10 local businesses here in Las Vegas. I said, Hey, uh, um, 10 people contact me. I'm going to start with 10. Cause I don't know what, how much bandwidth that's going to be taking from me. Um, so I'll do 10 and I want to interview you, give you a video. We'll do it. You know, either at, I went to a brewery. I, we sat down had a beer, did it right there. Um, and sent it out to them. And I knew that, okay, here you are. This brewery had just started right before COVID hit. So oh. now I know you probably don't know how to do a podcast. Yeah. And, and two, you probably don't have the funds for marketing to do it right now. So what I, what I was able to do was with just some time and the skills that I learned, give that to them and say, Hey, go use this as a commercial, get, sure. get people in here. And, um, that, that type of mentality is things that we're learning from, from agents, like top agents. Yeah. that are doing amazing things, but you look at them and you go, okay, well, that, I, that would be fun. I'm, I'd like to do that. And then you just learn things that you can continue to use over and over again. So that's been, you know, a massive, a massive thing for me. Um, totally. Throughout this. On, that, on that brand, just talking about the, the collaboration and, and agents that what, what I'm really impressed with is the ability to collaborate with agents you know, I, I'm going to say across North America, but really, as, as you know, like we're international, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to brush up on my languages, but uh, just being able to associate and connect with, with top agents in the U.S., you know, like mm-hmm. when I was selling um, actively here in Ottawa, you know, I, I think my career really took off because I spent a lot of time down in the U.S. at Howard Britton Star Power Conferences. Now, poor Howard isn't around anymore and Star Power um, is no longer in existence, but that was hanging out with the top agents in the U S and I would go down and, you know, just be a sponge, take, take the notes and, and come back up here and in Canada and, and just employ it. Like success leaves clues, you know, um, just how bad you want it and the access available with an internet connection that this company offers is incredible. It really is like the money that I spent going down to Texas, California, New York, a couple of times, like it's fun, you know, it's, it's yeah. great to get away. Um, but when you actually start to, to look at the cost um, and then it's just one and done, like you're down, you meet everyone's rah, rah conference junkies and you're all pumped up and I'm doing this listing presentation, this buyer package, and this is my new team, blah, blah, blah. And then you leave and then naturally it evaporates. Yeah. The beautiful thing about EXP is the collaboration. And what do I mean by that is, well, it's the platform that we use called Workplace um, by Facebook instantly. Like that's my go-to decompress, which may sound weird, but that's how I'm wired. You know, instead of hopping on Instagram or Facebook, I'm chilling on Workplace, like just sifting through, like what do people have going on down there? You know, so I just thought I'd dovetail that comment you're, you were sharing about collaboration and where I really lean into something that uh, when the model was introduced to me, I wasn't aware of that because that's an internal program that mm-hmm. is locked up. Um, if you're not uh, an active EXP uh, agent realtor, uh, you don't have access to it, which, which I think is great. Everything else, obviously we'll let you in. We'll give you a guest pass to the world. Anything you want to see fully mm-hmm. transparent, publicly traded company, it's all there, but the workplace chat that's locked in, that's private. And that's just kind of um, been something that's certainly exceeded my expectations with the ability to transfer information in just live time. Yeah, well, to even double down on that, um, I, I am in the middle of a conversation on Workplace with okay. the Director of Growth and Expansion in Canada. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, th- here I am down in Las Vegas and I'm sending him a message and he's like, hey, like right back. Wow. Try, trying yeah. to get some, you know, you know, as we're, we're trying to work together and, and, and get some things, get, get some things going. Um, but yeah, so I want to jump back real quickly into the, the independent broker side of, you know, a couple of things we kind of talked about maybe weren't what you were expecting. Um, is there anything else? Like, I know, I know that at one point I heard the last conference I was at, we were actually able to go to, which was almost a year ago. Um, I heard, I heard a coach, I overheard him telling somebody that he coached three franchise owner, three brokers, franchise owner brokers, or no, thir- thir- sorry, 13 brokers and um, a combination of franchise owners and also um, independent brokers. And 12 of the 13 
were still selling homes to keep the door open, or keep keep the doors open. Wow. So they were competing with their own agents now because mm-hmm. their agents that they had weren't doing enough to keep the doors open. So now they needed to do that yeah. shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you know, my own opinions not 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 set in stone, but my uh, my path through owning my own brokerage. A few myths. Um, if you're not a um, active broker seller in that if you're just doing leadership and running the brokerage, you need a certain amount of agents. You know, you're going to need 40 in excess of 50 agents. And I'm spitting numbers out and, you know, there's a lot of calculations, but you need a certain size for it to really make sense. Um, if you're actively selling while building the brokers, then you're, you're literally taking hats off. Like I'm working with a buyer, I'm working with a seller, I'm working with an agent. So that's, that's difficult. Um, another myth is this is the way that you can kind of slow down a bit of that, that uh, um, the pressure of being out working with buyers and sellers and uh, the belief that this is a succession plan and that it's setting you up. Um, that is, is something that maybe I was naive to think, but I thought there was a real valuation that the brokerage would have as it would start to grow. Um, but what I found is it's quite risky in a type of merger or acquisition because the, um, you know, the, the brokerage and the agents that are working there, they can just come and go, right? There's, there's contracts and stuff, but there's not a lot of anchoring within a brokerage. So running your own boutique brokerage, the agents are usually there because of the broker leader or a few agents that have been there. As soon as that they leave, it's, it, it usually starts to dilute. So that was something that was right, uh, quite clear to me um, during my, my years in running the brokerage. So, you know, the, the forward thinking uh, aspect that, that would uh, come to mind is like, so I, I'm in this now, I'm in this heavy, I'm, we're going for it, but like, if, if and when I ever want to sell it, if and, then, if and when I ever want to slow down, well, I'm going to need 50 plus agents. Um, you know, we're only as good as, as our group. And then there's going to be uh, a percentage because there will be some people that, that go in that. So um, the legacy side, the wealth side, you know, you're, you were sharing, Brandon, you know, the book you wrote, which, which I, I really enjoyed. Thank you for sending Thank me you. a copy. Thank um, you you know, that, that first chapter, you're talking about the legacy and, and it's true. Like I, I have that, um, as, as something that's important to me as well, you know, the legacy for, for what I'm building, you know, we got one spin around this rock. Well, how am I going to have a legacy with a brokerage where I, I am the broker owner and people are coming because of me. Um, there was no real ability for it to have succession for the, for it to passively come in. The residual really wasn't there. There was a lot of like, stirring the straw in the milkshake you know i i wanted a, a machine that you know a dairy queen or mcdonald's we press a button and it goes i understand the hard work required i'm not trying to cheap out or be lazy but at some point i felt there needed to be a system that could start to ride and um running a boutique brokerage my own opinion but if anyone out there can share that that it's running um you know with, with that quantity of agents and with the odds that you can have, you know, a succession plan that will provide you that type of income, I, I'd love to hear because I just don't think it's uh, it's available out there. Yeah, yeah, and and to double down on uh, again on your uh, your the valuation of the brokerage. Uh, also in the book, I, I tell a, a true story um, about a friend of mine who bought a a, a woman had who, who had her brokerage for thirty years, wanted to retire. But she was so competitive, she didn't want any of her, she didn't want her agents going to the competitors. So she wanted her brokerage to remain. She wanted to give it to him, but his attorney said, No, we can't do that. You need to pay at least $10. So he bought the brokerage for $10 after 30 years. Um, and and so that like that hit me going, wait, what? How I mean, how is that how 30 years is what you built? And it's not, it's worth 10 bucks. So it's, uh, it's a crazy story that it, and honestly, it wasn't even worth anything because that's what she was going to give it to him for. But his attorney said, no, we need some compensation for this. Uh, it's so, almost like being on, on both sides of the fence, Brent, like I, I built the team. I had a team of seven, I built a brokerage. You know, we were up to close to 20 agents and that there's almost more money in the team than there's the brokerage. Like oh. your, your team, 
uh, book, right? You either have a book of clients as a team mm -hmm. or you have a book of agents as a brokerage, right? Like if we were to use kind of realistically what it is, right? Yeah. Um, your clients on the real estate team side are likely more protected in a transition of power than the transition of power for a brokerage. Because the team, it's easier to introduce and have a succession plan with, with another partner, right? You can blend it and move it. But to move you out and put someone new into your brokerage, that's way more difficult. Like I've been on both sides of the fence. So it's almost more profitable in a way to keep the team going, to keep the database going, maybe pull back a bit, maybe get into, you know, on the EXP side of building legacy wealth, residual income, working with entrepreneurs. Like that's another segue of, of the evolution of the realtor is coaching, right? Like, yeah. and, and the coaching side is when you're, when you have your own team, your own team, yes, you can coach your team, but they see every day, yeah. right? So, you know, you're trying to hold them accountable and your how many calls and different things. And it's not the same thing, but you know, we look at the big coaches around the U S and Canada's every two weeks they're on the call. But that's every two weeks. That's once every 14 days. It's not seeing them once every hour and 40 minutes, you yeah. know? So <laughs> the whole coaching side um, is, is an evolution of the real estate practice itself because we do want to pay it for. We do want to give back. Yeah. And that's something that I'm really having fun with, you know, as, as we build out um, under the EXP umbrella is being able to coach the agents that, that we're introducing, you know? Um, 18 years experience, sold a boatload of real estate. I haven't done it all, but I, I probably made a few mistakes that if I can help someone avoid, that's time well spent, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and being able to, um, to share with other, I think, I think most of us have that in us where we do want to share. And I, I think from, uh, as we talked about earlier, not being able or being worried that you might lose out on, you know, somebody leaving you and having that that's just got to be like an internal battle that I don't want to, I don't want to have, where I got to go, oh, I can really, this person can really, can really like go somewhere, but if they do, then now I got to replace them and I got to get somebody else to that level. And then now all of a sudden they're in my market, not only are, am I not, you know, getting, you know, making money from, from their production, but now they are, have their own market share. So now I'm not able to get that, you know, so that, that all that type of stuff is, is really yeah. tough for someone who wants to truly see others grow. Yeah. Absolutely. It's stressful, you know, yeah. and, and there will be attrition. People will come and they will go, but it is significantly lower mm -hmm. under, under a model like this. And all of that, like backend compliance, regulatory training, all those things that as a broker owner, you, you got to be prepared for that because that, that's what you're signing up for, you yeah. know? And I think that sometimes, oh yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm a top agent. I can do that. That's easy. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Try it out for a while. Let me, yeah. let me know. <laughs> you know? Um, so all of the great things about being a top, top agent, you can do by attracting other agents in, um, but you don't do any of that back end. It's all looked after. It's, 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 it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's wonderful. That's awesome. Um, do you have anything, any advice to give to, um, I know you kind of already touched on a little bit, but any, any last couple things for either, um, independent brokers already, or maybe people looking to make that jump to become a broker on, on any level. Yeah. I think any agent, um, whether you're a brand new agent, just getting licensed or you're a seasoned vet for 30, 40 years, or you're thinking of starting your own brokerage, I think every agent should lean in and just spend 10 minutes understanding the model. Mm -hmm. You know, like as a new agent, what does that mean? Well, we have a boot camp. We have, there's training, you know, there's, there's KV core, there's all of these things as a solo agent, as a, as a boutique brokerage owner, what does that look like? Like, what is your succession plan? Let's put some math against it. And then let's put some math against what this opportunity could look like. Like it's retirement money in a way where you don't have to buy and sell real estate as you get going. You can just simply start to monetize some of the relationships you have. 
And I mean that sincerely, and it may sound quite strong and bold, like I'm just going to make money on relationships, but let's just peel the onion back. Like you have relationships because you're a good, strong realtor with integrity and high standards. And you're going to call another good realtor with high standards and integrity who you're friends with. And that relationship will turn into a monetary contribution, most likely, because you're able to share with them how this can help their family. And then they can build out a legacy for, for their kids, you know? So the advice, I guess, Brandon is is not specifically for a brokerage owner. It's, I I really think align with someone at EXP that you trust, that you know, isn't going to like hustle and like commission breath all over you of like sign up now, like someone out there and it could be you, it could be me. There's, there's so many people. Mm -hmm. There's also in every company, there's some people running around with certain intentions and, and maybe not the most tactful approaches. Um, that's okay, right? I, I could put any company up on the hoist and we can look at it and, and pull it apart. That, that's life, right? Mm-hmm. But my advice to, to realtors as a whole is lean into it. And it's actually financially, I think it's financially irresponsible to not consider this option. I really do. Not to say you have to join, not to say that you have to come, but just to not understand. Like, I think, you know, knowledge is power. Everyone says it. Yeah. Yeah. But really what is, what is EXP? Oh, it's just a bunch of people running around recruiting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Neat. It's a $7 billion company. (laughs) A lot of bright people that have moved over. Like there, there is something here. And if you're curious, no obligation, reach out. We'll walk you through it. I've spent, um, gee, I, I probably spent about a day and a half, I don't know, I can say 12 hours and put together a really clean, crisp, high level presentation. I think I shared with you yep. um, earlier this week. And, and what my goal on that brand was, was not selling. It's not pushy. It's just straight up. These are the facts. This is how yep. it looks like you can get buried on YouTube and Google and, and it's, it's really not the best way. Like anyone can be a doctor if they just plug in what it is and yep. think, and obviously it's a joke um, <laughs> for, for something like this, it's, it's lean into you or me or, or someone you trust and say, can you share with me what this means? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and the other thing that you'd mentioned earlier is that um, even access to the world, it's like the, the, was it the, the Kia sign then drive or drive then sign event or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. I think that's who does it, but it, it's kind of like that. What other brokerage allows you to come, come in, get trained, for free for two weeks and see how it all works totally. and and you, it can be anonymous like your broker is not going to know no yeah. one's going to know but here it is you come in and you get a chance to take a look and go yeah this this isn't for me i had somebody i met with somebody yesterday like although i, I don't the, the world is too is too weird for me well yeah. th- that's fine you can access it on your phone and it's it's just like a normal conference call if that's if that's what you want to get your training at um totally. but there's different options and you know some people do get they do get weirded out by that but the way um, obviously with, with COVID, the way that things are being done are shifting in this manner, which we have already been doing for quite some time. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that it works for everybody, like you said. And, and also you, what, what I would, what I would recommend as well, I'm going to throw my own recommendation here as well. Um, yeah. consider the source that maybe you've heard it from the first time that had you close your gates and not saying that they're, that the bad people are, are, are doing this. Um, but the reason everyone's hearing so much about it is because people are getting really excited within the company. And even myself, when I first started three years ago, um, unfortunately, I, I have a friend that I don't really talk to much anymore because I was like, vomit, you have to see this. This is awesome. This is so great. What are you doing? Come on, get over, come on. And like, I got so excited about it and he, and he wasn't, and he wasn't even excited about the stuff I was excited about. So he, you know, we kind of, he's, he, he's since moved other brokerages. Um, but we just kind of, we don't really talk much, uh, yeah. anymore. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when you talk about how you have some wins and then you have some learning moments. And yeah. that was a learning moment for me where, you know, now we're, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of moved into this way and, and I'm sure you're this way as well, moved into the more of the, the diagnosis before prescription, where a lot of us are, are prescribing, Hey, we have this, we have this, we have that, all, the, all this great stuff without understanding first, well, what is it that you need? Um, yeah. and, and see if we can do that. You walk into the doctor and he gives you, gives you three pills and says, take these, they're all the best, but one's for diabetes, one's for cholesterol, one's for blood pressure. And you go, well, I stub my toe. 
earlier today. I just want to see if it's broken. No, those pills don't do anything for you, right? Totally. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's so true. You know, consider the source. Um, I, I just have a thought here I want to share, Brandon. You know, um, I joined 2020, um, but I heard Glenn Stanford speak on stage in 2018 at oh, the wow. Indian conference. And uh, I was there, a few other colleagues, and uh, running our own boutique brokerage. And I was so impressed with Glenn on stage. Uh, Brad Inman was interviewing uh, Glenn Stanford, obviously the founder, CEO of EXP, and then Gary Keller at Keller Williams. And uh, right into it, and, and Brad Inman uh, has an ability to really get a great, strong conversation going. And um, I was just so impressed from a leadership perspective of how Glenn handled himself. And, um, you know, not to get into what the dialogue was, but just keeping it on, on the positive note, just how, how he just answered the question and um, rose above maybe some opportunity to, to go at some other aspects of what they were talking about. And I was just like blown away. And part of me is inside like, gee, we, call the name plum we want to call it apple we want to build it nationally but this guy's got game you know <laughs> and that excited me right because like it's all like fundamentally it, it's about leadership mm -hmm. so i did want to you know I, I know we're starting to wrap up here but um you know the leadership behind exp is right up there against any other brokerage and i and i would i i'd be willing to argue that it, it's probably better than, than any other brokerage. Like the forward thinking um, vision that Glenn Stanford has compounded with such a, you know, a kind, gentle, humble ability to communicate his message on stage back in 2018. I was just like, this is amazing. So, you know, to, to just condense and, and collapse timeframes when I knew I had, we had to make a shift. I remembered that back from 2018 and I reached out to Jason Guessing. He's the CEO of, of EXP. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, who knows if I'll hear from him, but I'm going to try. Sent him a LinkedIn private message on a Saturday. Boom. Hour later, direct message back. And now I'm like blown <laughs> away, right? At this point, I think there were 32,000 agents. Mm -hmm. um, we had a 20-minute conversation the next Monday. And like, brilliant. You know, and he's like, Liam, I'm... Respectfully, I'm running the company. I can't really tell you exactly agent uh, profile of how you will feel in Ottawa, Canada at EXP, yeah. but I can give you some, some, some depth on where the company is headed. I, I was like, this is brilliant. He then got me in touch with Deborah Stevens, Deborah Plyman, who's Canadian uh, operations for EXP. And then the conversation just started to snowball in such a positive way. Like that's how I, I went about it. Not saying that's how everyone has to go about yeah. it, but part of my... Um, due diligence and research was I needed to feel confident behind the framework of this company. I'm in this for 18 years in real estate. My next 18 years, I want to stay put in one place and I will want to build something big. So this wasn't just a fast turn and burn. Mm -hmm. I can usually mimic and turn into anything, but I wanted to have confidence, full confidence in the leadership behind this company. And it's there. And I, I know we're, we're talking a lot about how this means for me or you or brokers and that, but like, as one is doing their research on it, leadership is like companies win or lose, grow or die on leadership. And I can tell you wholeheartedly this, the leadership of this company is built solid. Like we're in the housing industry. That foundation is thick windstorm, tornado, anything can come, it's there. So anyway, I'm kind of digressing, Brandon, a little fired <laughs> up, but I think it's important to, uh, to really plant that seed for those that are considering this, that, uh, you know, if you're just scratching the surface and you're curious about the leadership side, um, there, there's lots out there for you to dive into. Well, I think that's a great point because I think a lot of the stuff as we're talking about pre prescribing before diagnosis, um, we, we like to say what we have. And mm. we, it, it's more like the tools and the training and, and this, and you got stock and all that stuff. But a lot of the times it doesn't even get to that, that leadership aspect that, that is something. So if somebody were to come up, approach you and ask about it, and they just told you about KB core, you might go, I don't care. 
what's the leadership about? And that's what you needed to hear. And that's, and that's, um, you know, maybe a suggestion for anybody who does look, you know, if whoever is approaching you or however they're, they're, if they're selling you on something that you have no interest in, don't find it rude. Just go, you know what, I, what about this? And, and that, you know, let, get them. There's probably, there's probably an answer for you that you, you will really like, or maybe not, who knows, but you oh. know, check, check it out. There's nothing, nothing, uh, no harm, no harm being done. Uh, but Liam, Thank you so much for being on. Where can people get a hold of you if they'd like to talk to you specifically? Yeah, my pleasure, Brandon. It's been, been a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> best way is, is just to send me an email. So we'll see on the bottom there, my, my name, Liam at liamswords.com or just Google me. Um, pretty easy to find me. Uh, Liam at liamswords.com. Best way to shoot me an email or, or you can find me at uh, on our website at plumrealty.ca. Plumrealty.ca. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. It's been awesome. Um, I love this, the collaboration. I was actually joking the other day that the hardest part about being an EXP is remembering what time zone all the people I talk to are in. Cause I was going to send you a text the other night um, after you went over that presentation and it was six my time. And I, I started typing and I was like, Oh wait, it's nine o'clock where he's at. Like, I don't know if he, well, you know what he's doing. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, hit him this late. Uh, but it's, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. And we're, as we're expanding into other countries, uh, it's going to be great. And uh, look forward to uh, getting a chance to to actually meet in person at some point uh, when we can get all this this stuff lifted and things under yeah, control. Yeah, totally. Can't wait and uh, high five again on that book you wrote, Semi oh. Semi Retired Realtor. Yeah, I really enjoy going through it and, and strongly encourage anyone out there reach out to Brandon. It's a, it's a wonderful book. Uh, thank you very much. I do. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. All awesome. Right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Semi-Retired Agent Podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Even leave a review if you'd like. If you'd like a copy of my book, The Semi-Retired Real Estate Agent, please visit thesemiretiredagent.com. Or if you'd like to find out if you have what it takes to become a semi-retired agent, visit semiretirednow.com. See you on the other side.